Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to turn the page to the book of Amos. Amos is the third minor prophet, Hosea, Joel, Amos. You remember we've said just because we're moving forward in the scriptures doesn't mean that we're moving forward chronologically. And we didn't know a lot about the time frame of Joel, but we do know a little bit more about Amos. Let me just show you from chapter 1, verse 1, what we know. The words of Amos, who was among the shepherds of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, the king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. There's a lot there in verse one that helps us nail down exactly who Amos is, what he's about when he's writing. And so, first of all, uh, Amos is a prophet to Israel but he's from Tekoa. Tekoa is a a town that's in Judah. Judah is the southern kingdom, of course. This is after the kingdom has been divided and the northern kingdom is Israel. Amos is called out of Tekoa in the southern kingdom to go prophesy to the people of Israel in the northern kingdom. And this is during the time when Uzziah was king of Judah and Jeroboam was the king of Israel. So we know that that's sometime between 793 and 739 BC. And then it references this earthquake. And there are sources outside of the Bible that talk about an earthquake that happened. uh, Some people say it was 750 BC. Some people say it was 758 or 59 BC. And then Amos says this was a couple years before that. So most scholars agree that this book, this Amos, is from about 760 BC. And he's a shepherd from Tekoa. We'll get back to that in a second. But before we do that, this is just historically what's going on geopolitically in the world. Assyria is kind of the superpower of the day. And they have been unable to completely conquest everybody and everything. And at the same time, the people of Israel and the people of Judah have experienced relative prosperity. Of course, the kingdom's been divided, but Uzziah and uh, Jeroboam have amassed wealth and power. And so the the Israelites, the people of Israel, are living in a, a golden age of sorts, and they are aware of the day of the Lord. They, they know and they expect that there's going to be a day of the Lord, but they are expecting the day of the Lord to be just judgment that is solely directed to other nations, to the enemies of the Lord. And what they don't realize is that Assyria is not kind of fading away. Assyria pretty soon is going to build up. And by 722 BC, Assyria will have taken the northern kingdom out. And God's punishment against the northern kingdom will be uh, carried out. We've read about that in history books. We've read about that in the major prophets. And Amos is kind of ahead of that. And he's, he's called by God to leave Tekoa, the southern kingdom, and go prophesy against the northern kingdom. Here's something from chapter 7, verses 14 and 15, that helps us know a little bit more about Amos. Other than this, we don't know a ton more. But it's more than nothing. It says, I was a prophet. I was no prophet, nor a prophet's son, but I was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore figs. But the Lord took me from following the flock, And the Lord said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. 
So here's this shepherd. I think this is cool that God uses a shepherd and a dresser of figs and says, hey, um, stop doing that. And I know you don't have the pedigree of a prophet. You don't have the pedigree of some, you weren't brought up in the household, some priestly household, like some of the other prophets. You don't have uh, a lot of like prophetic pedigree, but I'm calling you to put this herdsmanship and the dresser of fig figs thing to the side and go prophesying on my people. And to Amos's credit, God's work through him, Amos agreed and obeyed God. And that's just a good message for us because a lot of us don't have pedigrees that would put us in ministry or or make us quote unquote qualified to be spokespersons for the Lord. But the Lord is ready to use any one of us in the circles of influence that we have in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our families, wherever we are to be his spokespeople. And like Amos, we could afford to be ready and willing when he calls us and as he directs us. He does call us, every one of us, uh, but we need to be aware of when and how and what to say and always ready to serve him in that way. So, like I said, the people of Israel at the time are thinking that this is kind of a golden age for them. They are God's chosen people. He's going to bless them perpetually, and he's going to punish their their opponents, punish the nations around them, and they're going to be superpowers and big timers in an earthly sense from here until forevermore. Obviously, they misunderstand what's about to happen. They have turned away from the Lord. They've broken the covenant. They've worshipped false idols. They've let injustice creep in. They don't take care of the poor the way the Lord has called them to. And they are oblivious to the fact that they're about to get judged. Why would we ever get judged? We're God's chosen people. And regardless of what we do or say, I mean, they were going through the motions of, of worship, but it was this kind of external thing. It wasn't in their hearts. Their hearts weren't bought into the Lord. It was actions and rituals on the outside that they thought were sufficient to keep God happy and maintain the covenant with him, but they were way, way wrong. And you can see, this is very interesting in chapter one and two, where Amos starts out by going through a list of neighbors of Israel who God is going to judge. Chapter one, verse two, he says, or chapter one, verse three, thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Damascus and four, I will not revoke punishment. So in other words, the Lord's saying, I'm going to judge and punish Damascus. Okay, the Israelites say, good, good. We don't like those guys. Go ahead and punish them. They're bad guys. So they're on board with that. Chapter chapter 1, verse 6, for three transgressions of Gaza and for four, I will not revoke punishment. Okay, great. Go, go get the people in Gaza. They're enemies of ours too, enemies of the Lord. I hope you judge them. Chapter 1, verse 9, for three transgressions of Tyre. Chapter 1, verse 11, for three transgressions of Edom. For Uh, chapter 1, verse 13, for three transgressions of the Ammonites. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, God, go get Tyre. Go get Edom. Go get the Ammonites. They're all of our enemies. Chapter 2, verse 1, for three transgressions of Moab. And they're cheering the judgment of the Lord against their enemies. And then Amos turns a pretty sharp corner in chapter 2, verse 4. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah. 
and in chapter 2, verse 6, for three transgressions of Israel and for four, I will not revoke punishment. So God is going to punish the nations surrounding Israel and Judah, and then he turns his crosshairs squarely on his own people, the people of Israel and Judah, and he's going to punish them as well for their transgressions. And uh, this is going to be very familiar territory. We've talked about God's punishment and judgment, but we've also talked about his restoration, which ultimately, ultimately culminates in Jesus Christ. And so come back and we'll go through Amos together. It's going to be great. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.